From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world, presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. I'm your host, KG Smooth, and today got one of my favorite people in the city that is here. Man, we, um, man, Judson, you have, it's been years, since like 2015, since uh, the Urban League uh, has been on. But ladies and gentlemen, he... Is the president and CEO of the Houston Area Urban League, uh, Mr. Judson Robinson the Third. Welcome back, my man. Good to see you. Good to see you, brother Smooth. It's always good to be in your house. I haven't seen you since probably pre-pandemic, or because I don't remember running into you at any. You know, we talked about vaccines about two months ago. About it, yeah. It was. It's been a minute. yeah, Yeah, about two months ago. And I think it's the last time I was. Yeah, that we talked about. That was a phone, though. Yeah, that was a phone. We haven't been face to face unless we're, you know, yeah. meeting at the donut shop or something. Like that. That's about it. Yeah. Real good. And you also brought along with you uh, your housing council, Mr. Joel. Joel, I don't want to butcher your last name. <laughs> yes, Say it again for Mr. me. Joel Benavides, housing counselor at the Houston Area Urban League. Welcome um, to sir. the program. Hey, KG. Yeah, thank you guys. So, um, Urban League, um, people still don't know what it is that you all do. They know that every city has one. They know right. that there's a national one. Right. But um, I even get some young people like, well, what do they do exactly? Right. Explain, Jackson. <laughs> well, for, for a lot of people, they know us because they need the services, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you're somewhat fortunate if you don't know about the Urban League because that means that you are perhaps uh, with the job. It means that you're not looking for uh, services to help you um, you know, deal with your veteran issues that, that Joel's here to talk about today. Um, you know, we provide housing counseling. We provide first-time homebuyer classes. We provide uh, health initiatives if you need to get a vaccination to ensure that you, you know, can do what you can to avoid uh, some of the miscellaneous diseases out there. We, we can help with that. Um, you know, we do entrepreneurship training for those who are ambitious and ready to start their own businesses. So it's kind of a KG, it's kind of a full circle of services, you know, everything from, you know, it starts with your health. you got to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a job. We do that. Uh, you have to uh, have a place to stay. We do that. Yeah. Uh, you have to ensure that you can, you know, uh, start a business one day so that you can pass on the generational wealth, right? Yeah. So so we do all these things, and hopefully a client comes in the front door and, and they stay with us a long time because in different stages of life, you need different stages of things. And so, you know, what Joe's going to talk about today uh, is is a program in which, you know, we have a lot of veterans out there. And, you know, we were just talking about the paperwork hassles of government, right? right? You know, trying to find out how do I navigate to get the things I'm entitled to. It's mm-hmm. not always that easy. So one of the things that the Texas Veterans Commission did is they sought partners and chose the Urban League as one of their partners. We've been working with them for the last four years now. But... Uh, you know, they chose us to help ensure that when people need help and they qualify for the veteran services that the the the, the Texas uh, Veterans Commission put monies out for, that we were one of the, you know, we're a trusted partner. We're in the community. We have locations all in the hood and everywhere else so that we're able to be a space that's safe, that people can come to, and they can bring their issues, their challenges. And in this particular case today, it's a it's a veteran issue. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk in a week or so about housing and about education and about workforce and all those other things that we do. But the Urban League is a holistic organization uh, that's seen by a lot of partners as a 
entity that can reach into communities and assist people, the people that they're trying to reach that they don't have access to. So we were chosen. We applied for a grant. We received it. It's about a $300,000 grant per year. Yes, sir. Joel. And we put these dollars back into the hands of people who qualify for rental assistance or some type of surviving spouse assistance or a myriad of other things, which you'll get into. But, you know, we, we hope that in the, in the coming years that people will give us resources so that we can better promote ourselves. Right now, my funders say, here's $10, go out and help somebody get a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, go out and help someone stay in their home or, or buy their first home. They don't say, and take $5 of this and also put yourself on 102. <laughs> they don't do that, right? So, you know, we're running a couple of things with with uh, you guys, our favorite partner right now, as relates to a golf tournament, as relates to the HRSA grant, you know, but, but we have to build those dollars in. And yeah. so the more people know, the better off our community is. But for those who are looking for help, and never heard of the Urban League. They are so happy once they find us. Yeah, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys do a lot. And as we, um, we're coming up on Veterans Day, which is a Friday, November uh, the 11th. So, um, Joel, what, um, how can the veterans uh, benefit with, with the housing council? Well, first, explain what it is that you do, uh, being lead of the housing council over there at the Urban and, League. And a veteran, I might and, add. So. And, oh, and a and veteran. And a veteran, that's yes, right. Sir. Salute to you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. So I've been with the Urban League now four years, uh, going on five years, and um, I, I was uh, and I'm very thankful to Mr. Judson and uh, the leadership at the Urban League for the opportunity uh, for giving me a platform to serve. Uh, I served in the United States Navy for 12 years, and uh, I had the I had the greatest time of my life. Uh, I served, and you know, 12 and a half years. You'd think, you know, well, what what happened? Why didn't you just finish the 20 and didn't? But, you know, just things happen, mm-hmm. and, you know, and um, things get political. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> and so it, it was time for me to come home. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was time to it was time for me to come home. I like him already. 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 Kind of he, I know what he's saying without even saying anything. He, he said a lot without saying anything. Uh, the system. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, about um, the system. Mm. When I came home, you know, I, I I'll tell you. I didn't know that programs like these existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, tra- the transitioning programs and the housing programs that I didn't know. When I came back home, I, I came back home and I stayed with my mom. Uh, I stayed with her until I could find a job and get myself back up on my feet. And um, the, the the transition, it's it's real. It's a real struggle for veterans uh, that are transitioning. Uh, one of the uh, challenges that, that I've seen uh, with our veteran community is the transferability of the skill sets mm-hmm. that veterans bring back home from the military. Well, how do I, how do I, how do I uh, transfer that name or the, the nomenclature that's used in the military? And how do I use that in the civilian world? How do I change that? So those are a lot of the, uh, of the challenges that our veterans are facing and finding jobs, finding jobs that are, um, that pair up to your skill set mm-hmm. uh, with what you did in the, in the service. And so this is where a lot of times veterans find themselves in challenges and barriers in, in finding housing uh, because there, there is no, uh, that well, not that there is no, but they do have a challenge in securing uh, the, the economy for themselves or the finances. So um, our goal at the Urban League through our veteran support services is to uh, help 
end homelessness, which is a huge task, especially in the Houston metro area. Uh, this is one of the big challenges that we're facing. I mean, there's there's over, you know, there's over, well, what was reported was 3,200 people that are homeless. Uh, now, that that's what was reported, you know, but now there's, uh, we know that there's more. There's more out there that weren't reported, and about 13% of that population are veterans' populations, is a veteran population. And um, it's a serious issue. Uh, that the Urban League is working uh, really hard. We've been working really hard with the, in, um, in also partnering with uh, the Michael E. DeBacon Medical Center, uh, working with their HUDVASH team, uh, all of their social workers team, which I'm very grateful for, all of their team out there. But uh, And the HUDVASH is uh, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development uh, Veterans Supportive Housing. Uh, this is a housing choice voucher that the VA has uh, assigned to veterans uh, to help them secure housing. And so how does the Urban League play, you know, play into this whole? And we're just we're just a small, we're a granular piece of the puzzle. There's a lot of things that 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 go into this. Mm-hmm. And how we help is through these funds uh, from the funds for veterans assistance through the Texas Veterans Commission. We're able to provide uh, veterans help with the rental deposits. Uh, many veterans that are on the streets, they don't have the funds to pay for those security deposits to move into these units. And a lot of times, and also we're advocating for veterans where they're moving into units where they're, they're some of these places are asking $1,500 deposit, $2,000 deposit. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, and these are the types of things that I'm advocating for and in partnering with our social workers at the VA, um, you know, we've got to do better. We, you know, we've got to do better for our veteran community. Man, tell um, me about it. Because (laughs) even just listening to your story and you explaining all of that, it's just wild to me that the government treats the veterans the way that they do. They sign up to do this task, to do this job, to put their, life on the line. put their life on the line, to protect and serve our country so we can have um, the rights um, that we have over here. They go, they put their all into it, their time, their energy, resources, intelligence, their scholarship, all of that, only to come back home to be treated like nothing well didn't i just give you my all and then you can't even help me government to get housing you don't take care of me you just throw me away like a piece of trash that is so wild to me that is that is the wildest thing i've ever imagined they use you and then they throw you away it shouldn't be like that one of the sacrifices also that you're mentioning about sacrifices is the separation from our families, mm, uh, we part. leave our hometowns, and mm-hmm. uh, for many, many veterans, uh, I mean, not only that, <laughs> just and 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 the the psychological and mental right. aspect of it, because you know you get a lot de- depending on you know where you were deployed or what the uh, what the job was. Right. A lot of them come back with PTSD, absolutely, and 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 you know just mental issues, and the fact that the government isn't doing more to assist. The folks that just <laughs> that just did the job that you asked them to do, yeah. it, something's got to change. Like this is just. Well, I, I'll wow. say this: I am thankful for Texas, um, for the state of Texas that has programs like these, uh, and that the tech there's pro, there's organizations like the Texas Veterans Commission that are putting the money 
where it needs to go and that they're um, this is our fourth consecutive year that we've been funded through the Texas Veterans Commission and how the T how TVC gets the money. It's through the, the application, the driver's license applications and the scratch lotto tickets and all of that. That's where all that money co- is coming from. Mm. And so um, I'm, I'm thankful to them that uh, they, they're continued and we're currently reapplying uh, for grant cycle 2023, 2024 mm. uh, because our grant cycle starts from July 1st uh, to June 30th. Okay. Of the following year. Okay. Uh, so in addition to the rental deposits, uh, I can also help veterans that are in the HUD-VASH program again uh, with rental arrears. If for some reason the veteran falls behind, they're fa- facing some financial challenges. Uh, you know, many times veterans are moving into their apartments. They're coming literally off the street, but they're moving into an empty apartment. They still need to get a bed. Right. They still need to get a mattress. Right. They need to get a couch. They need to get pots, pans, mm-hmm. you know. Food. <laughs> food. Groceries, basic, yeah. you know, transportation. Just a lot of things. And so in a lot of times in my conversations with veterans, it's it's either I pay rent or I, I find myself a mattress. Yeah. You know, and um, that's where we come in and we can help them with those arrears. And um, but those arrears have to fall within our grant cycle, which begins on July first, twenty twenty two, and for the moment it ends in twenty twenty three. Hold on, real quick. You're listening yeah. to the Public Affairs Podcast presented by One Hundred Black Men of Metropolitan Houston, talking to the great folks over at the Houston area Urban League Veteran Services. Um, and you all, we we are uh, Justin. You mentioned earlier in the conversation about our golf tournament. It's uh, Radio One's very first. Uh, golf tournament salute to the veterans uh, that's going to be happening at the Wildcat Golf Club uh, this Thursday, uh, November 10th, um, with, with our veterans. What what made you all want to, you know, partner with us to, to have our very first golf classic? Well, you know, I think it's really about uh, thinking outside the box, things yeah. that you can do. Uh, and, and maybe this even ties back into why our voting is so important. You know, this program that Joel is talking about, is because the right elected officials decided we should use some of those scratch-off tickets and the proceeds from that and the driver license fees that you pay and the proceeds from that and to create something that we didn't have, uh, the Texas Veterans Commission. I mean, we were one of over 100 grantees. I mean, there were lots of people that received resources to do different things related to veteran services, right? So this is, as, as Joel mentioned, this is just our granular part Right. In this whole process of trying to, you know, get people back whole. But, you know, the 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 community, our corporate friends, our uh, philanthropic friends, our partners like you guys, you all, too. We all, too, can help make this world a little bit better, a little bit more humane, uh, create some opportunities for people. Uh, So this golf tournament idea, uh, you know, this this is a brainchild of of my board member and your station manager, Pam McKay. You know, it didn't take me, although it probably should have been, but it didn't take me to say, hey, let's do a golf tournament. You have a huge reach. You know, let's raise some money, give it to Joel so he can do more of the work that he's doing, right? So those of us, those of you who are in power to empower the community, I think in these days and times there there should be a, a focus on trying to do that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we ride the streets of Houston every day. We see how bad things are. Uh, we see people. We see these 400 veterans that are reported that are in the street. Uh, yesterday, I, I, I picked a man up, KJ who, KG, who was in front of my building. Uh, 
He only had a shirt on. That's all he had on. He was asleep in front of the building due to whatever was his his situation. Only a shirt. That's all. And so we were headed to a, a big, fancy, important meeting with the mayor. And on our way to the meeting, we meet the real deal of what's happening in these streets today, right? So we're going to talk about, you know, this great conference that will come to Houston in 2023 when the National Rebellion comes to town. We can have some real talk about a lot of issues. But on my way out of my building, there's a man laying in front of our driveway. I help the gentleman up, and I help him to, you know, some assistance across the street. Uh, but <clears throat> there are people like this that have become so normalized, yeah, so normalized in our society, and for the most part, we're walking past them. Yeah. So we've got to be creative, and yeah. I appreciate um, uh, you guys being creative with this golf tournament, which, again, uh, as you mentioned, is going to be held uh, at the Wildcat, which is a great – if you've never been to the Wildcat golf course, it's worth been. it just to see it. Yeah. This was, again, uh, talk about creativity – this was once a landfill that they layered over with the proper soils and you know chemicals, et cetera, to keep all that stuff at bay. But they turned something that was toxic into something that was useful. And so it's one of the first in the country that was able to do something like this. And the views, if you haven't seen this golf course, uh, you will see Houston from a whole different vantage point. Oh, really? So it's, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. It's a great story, too, in terms of what happens when people can be creative. I'm, I'm excited about it. Joel, uh, before we get out of here, um, how can our veterans get in touch? What, what are the steps needed to take to get the um, services and assistance that uh, the Urban League offers? Sure. So our, our veterans that we serve at the Urban League, they, we, we've got to have a referral from the social worker uh, at the VA, as I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must be referred by a, a social worker. Um, but if, if you're a veteran out there and you're just seeking just general information, um, you, you know, please call us because I might be able to help and point you in the right direction. Uh, and you can call us at 713-393-8700 or 281-220-6012. Um, you know, if, if I don't know the answer, I'll make sure I find somebody that knows the answer. So um, and just doing as, as best as we can. Yes, so you can do. pay up to what, 2400 it's up to 2400 uh, per veteran family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, That's sir. That's nice. Yeah, and um, looking forward to this. Uh, you got me excited about the golf tournament now. It's beautiful. You know, with Wildcat. It's uh, beautiful. I, I cannot wait. Do you golf? I... I'm sorry? I... <laughs> <laughs> did the static or did the mic just go out? I just have a hard time answering that. I don't golf well. No, oh, gotcha, but, gotcha. Uh, Joe, do you golf? No. <laughs> I might go to Top Golf and but. right, right, same here, same here. That's you, about it. Young, um, growing up, I um, I played golf. I only did it for like a month because um, I have a heart condition. I wasn't able to play sports like no football, basketball, anything yeah. rigorous because of my right, heart right, condition. Right. And so, uh, lady at church, you know, uh, me, her, and her son, you know, she took us to uh, golfing lessons and. I did it for about a month, and then I was like, ah, this is too boring. This ain't for me. You know, fast forward sure. to 1997, Tiger Woods winning, you know, that Masters title, right. and then just Everybody's seeing that come in. up. And I was like, dang, I should have I should have stuck at that golf thing. <laughs> I probably would have been um, pretty good. Uh, once again, give the website where the veterans can go, and, and, and shout out your social media uh, as well. 
uh, www.haul.org uh, is our uh, the website for our organization. You'll find our veteran services on there, but you you know our housing services and everything else that we provide. Uh, you can find it at our website at www.haul.org, or you can call us at two eight one two two zero six zero one two and seven one three three nine three eighty seven hundred. Indeed, Jetson Robinson the third, president and CEO of the. Houston Area Urban League and Joel Bonavides. Did I say it right? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey. My hero. Of the Housing Council, man. Thank you all for coming on. And then um, I'll see you in, 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 in a couple of days, yeah. uh, Judson. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you all so much for coming on the program. Always a pleasure. Indeed. And for those of you listening to the Public Affairs Podcast presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston, we'll be back after this. <laughs>